you had a long rough day or you need to wash your cares away you can call a friend of mine she's one of a kind and she's so damn fine but when it comes to, it comes to someone who needs a little motivation, motivation to people on the ship to share relations no matter the time or the day even a smile will make you feel okay go and get yourself a word from get yourself a word from lady j if you need some inspiration go to lady j if you need some motivation go to lady j Welcome to the conversation with Lady J. I am Lady J, and these are my lovely guests, Nina Carr and Miko. I'm so excited to have both of these ladies on this evening for this podcast episode. We are going to be diving into embracing happiness and the feeling of deserving love. That I feel like that is that is a a conversation that we don't have enough of because we kind of shy away from it. It's definitely something that's in the dark and I'm trying to bring that out into the light. So ladies, 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 Nina, we'll start with you. Go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners. Hi everybody. So my name is Nina Carr. I'm a self-care coach, a mental health advocate, having to deal and manage my depression and anxiety every day. And I'm a fitness professional over 10 years and a mom to five kids and a wife to a Marine. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Miko. Well, I'm Miko. I live here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, mom of two. Um, Sort of like Nina, I do have, I don't, not necessarily depression, but I do have like anxiety to where, you know, anxiety try to get the best of me sometimes, but I ain't you know how to talk myself off the ledge, but um also happy to be here as well. Awesome. Awesome. So I know we have both met, well, I'm, Nina, I met you through Extreme Hip Hop, so I'm excited to have you on here. Um, and so glad that we kept in touch over the year. I can't believe it's already rolling around to the to the, the next one. Like <laughs> it is insane. Miko, I met you through social media. I can't believe how many people I have met, like solid people through so social media, like organically out here where I'm at. I don't go anywhere, so I don't meet anybody, but it's 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 so great to have both of you on here and to be able to have these deep conversations. Even as an introvert, I do like to have these types of conversations with, with people so we can get that word out and have more people feel comfortable in coming out of the dark and being able to talk about these things. Because if we don't talk about it, I feel like we're going to keep festering this wound like this wound is going to keep festering in and we won't heal properly and actually and, and build better relationships so embracing happiness like what and this I mean this is a question for for like all of us this is you know just open discussion here you like embracing happiness like what is what is happiness to you oh that's a loaded one um <laughs> Like for me, it's like the little things. I kind of focus on like the, you know, the little things that make me happy. Like if I have to go somewhere and I got a parallel park and I get it right the first time, 
that's like life to me. I'm like, yes, it's gonna be a good day, you know. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm serious. It's like the just like the little things. Um, so that's what I kind of just focus. I don't focus on you know, you know, checks hitting the bank or anything like that. I just focus, you know, just the little things that that because little things to, for me that what is what matters more than anything. Mm-hmm. I love that. I enjoy the moment. I have been a self-sabotager for a lot of my life, up until my mid-20s. A self-sabotager, a non-believer in myself, and through lots of therapy and just a lot of self-reflection and self-awareness, I've come to learn how to enjoy the moment, enjoy the little things, very much like what Miko said. I'm not a parallel parker, so I can't celebrate that. (laughs) But... You know, an example for me is like getting up out of bed because of my depression and anxiety that that's part of, you know, me deserving happiness, deserving self-love, taking care of myself and celebrating and enjoying those little moments. I would have to agree with both of you. Um, So I do have to parallel park, but I will fight it to the very end. Like if I don't absolutely have to, I'm gonna do it. I will. I will circle around three times <laughs> before I just just agree to parallel park. <laughs> it's like now the one thing car- if I could change. What there's cars that now that do that. I don't oh, know. Yes. Listen, I need one. I need. <laughs> I need one so bad. Like, <laughs> let me find out. <laughs> Oh, yes. But happiness to me is being present. It's not necessarily everything going your way, everything perfect, sunshines and rainbows in your life, but being present. And I feel like I've missed out on my 20s as well because I was in survival mode. Um, And just really focusing on like the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And I was there and I do remember, you know, having, you know, some memories and things like that. But if I were to tell, if my my current self were to go back and tell my old self one thing, it would be be present among a few other things, but be present. And enjoy the little things in life because, I mean, you know, I just did a post on it the other day. We are not promised tomorrow. We're not promised the next second, the next hour. So being present really is such a gift. If you can't enjoy that, you're not going to enjoy what you're striving towards because you're striving towards that. You don't have it yet, but you have now. And it's like, when you when you practice gratitude, you open that door for more to come in and bless you. That's that's how I see it. So for me, happiness is definitely just being present, even though everything is not perfect. It's just being present. So I want to ask you this then. Um, I want to ask you, like, because I, I hear people say what they would tell their younger self a lot. And I don't think I would tell my young self anything because it's the process you got to go through. Mm. So like, and I I just heard you say that, you know, you, I mean, cause I, 
I, I agree with everything you said about be present, but I don't think I would be where I am now if I didn't go through those processes. I agree. I agree for sure. Um, I So me telling my younger self to be present, I don't think it would have changed anything. And honestly, everything that I've gone to, gone through up until now, I wouldn't change either because like you said, it is, it is what made me who I am today and I'm still growing and I'm still evolving and I'm so thankful for that. But I would tell myself to be more present so that I can really like grasp the lesson because I don't want to do this over again. Yeah. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> I but you know what? I, I, I think that if we could go back in time and talk to our younger self, we still wouldn't listen. Because what was supposed to happen, in my opinion, was what was supposed to happen. Like even with negative experiences, mm-hmm. you know, I was emotionally and physically abused growing up and had a lot of resentment in my life. And when through therapy, because I got to go back to that, but I learned how to forgive and let that go because that made me the woman that I am today. That strong confident. I'm not going to take any bull crap anymore because I've been pushed down and broken down. And I think if we go back and try to change that, I'd probably be a different person than I am now. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not as resilient either. Resiliency. Woo. That's a word. You know, yes. Yeah, somebody had actually asked me if you were to sum up, when did they ask me that? I think it was in Closing out 2021. Um, and they were, you know, they were like, if you could sum up your your year in one word, I said, you know, what would it be? I said resilience. I mean, I'm I'm packed up and moved to an entire state with really like, all right, um, I'm out here packed up with faith. That's all <laughs> that's all I can. <laughs> we gonna make this work. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, I've I've gone through a lot these past two, three years now, and it's resilience. You you just have to keep pushing through. You have to, you have to realize, and you don't realize it until that is your only choice, how strong you are to build more strength. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, so you, you know, you have that baseline of strength where you're like, okay, I can do this. Uh, Maybe I can't do this. But then as you're going through the process of whatever it is you're going through, you're like, okay, look, go me. Look, look what I did. Look what, look what I survived. (laughs) I don't know. I I just, I think that's resilience is, oh yeah. That might sum up my life. (laughs) Powerful. Yeah. I mean, I think for the most part, when we all, you know, probably when you're much older, you're going to look back and say, okay, I went through, you know, just see how far you came and you know you do realize how and even it's probably better to do it on a yearly basis that is that in looking up over you know over time you know dang you know at the beginning of the year I was at this place but this year you know right now I'm here so that resiliency we all we're much stronger than we realize we are at times and it's funny how when your your back is against the wall how you how you will come out fighting when you're in your corner, how you will fight out that corner. 
Amen. And having your own back. And that, you know, that that speaks to Nina, that I feel like that speaks to you as having your own back when you talked about, you know, self-sabotage. <laughs> oh, that's a whole nother yeah. <laughs> But I feel like we can touch on it in here today because it it's definitely mm-hmm. warranted. I think it definitely fits. Um what what struggles have you gone through, Nina, with with self-sabotage? Oh. I've just talked about that this week. (laughs) So one of the things that I've done to self-sabotage is, you know, again, late teens, early 20s, I'll be 45 in a couple months, but um, losing the trust in myself, not trusting myself to make the right choices, whether that's um, with people, environments, decision-making, I lost all sense of trust in myself. And that's, due to relationships with men when I was younger, you know, having been sexually assaulted twice when I was young, uh, been cheated on by men, manipulated, you know, gas lit, dated narcissistic people. And through all of that, you lose that sense in yourself. And can I trust myself to like meet the right people fall in love with the right people. Maybe I'm not deserving of love. Maybe this is just who I am. I've always been like a black sheep in the family and a rule breaker, a rebel, so to speak. And this is just, you know, this is what I deserve. The crap. I, I you know, behaved like crap growing up. And now I'm, this is what I get. It's like the karma. And I think when for a pivoting moment for me, I have not shared this on social media, so I'll share it with you guys first. But the pivoting moment for me was in my mid twenties. I was almost 25 years old and I went to the doctor and contracted two STDs that were so bad that the doctor told me I may not be able to have kids. Wow. And that was not only heartbreaking and you can just think of all the emotions and you're being told that, but I also felt like in a sense, I put myself in a situation where this happened. So again, I'm self-sabotaging, right? This is what I get. This is what I deserve. But in the same respect, no, I, 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 I am not going to take this diagnosis. And so that was a pivoting moment for me. I, I completely changed in a sense. I was self-deserving. I, you know, built up my self-esteem and my confidence and lo and behold, met my husband, Will, while he was a logistics officer in the Marine Corps shortly thereafter. And long story short, had five kids. Five babies. (laughs) Yes. And found a loving man who truly, he, he, is such a loving, giving, compassionate man, but he's also shown me how to be loving to myself, to my family, mm-hmm. and how to have some compassion and self-kindness to myself. I love that for you so much. Like, I love to see people truly in love. Like, I absolutely, it, it makes my day. Like, and I know people are like, well, what you mean? You know, you, you know, you're, you're single and you're divorced. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not bitter. 
Like, you know, yes, it could have been a much smoother divorce. It could, it was, it was bitter. It was, it was nasty, but overall, it doesn't change my outlook on love. Now, don't get me wrong. I definitely like, I'm going to need a background check your mom's name, blood type, some references. Mom's yeah. STD test. Exactly. I'm credit, your, credit, your medical credit, history, your, all of your FICO. <laughs> I need all I'm going to need a few things before, you know, I go down that road. But love in and of itself, love didn't do that to me. Love, did, love didn't. I put myself in that situation where I thought it was love and it wasn't lessons learned, but to to see you just gush over your husband and to see y'all's y'all's reels. I love y'all's reels on, on Instagram. I do like, it is so much fun. Miko, if you haven't seen them, I got to share them with you. I just love them. Yeah. And I have to make a disclaimer. We are an imperfect, perfect. (laughs) Like we, I, we're both type A personalities, alphas. Both of us are alphas. Yes, there can be two alphas in a household, but we fight hard. We love hard and we just agree to make it work no matter what. Well, and there's no, I I don't think there is like a perfect couple. I think there's Mm -mm. somebody perfect for you, you know, like for there, you have a, you have a person that is perfect for you. But both of you are imperfectly perfect. I, I love that. I love that saying yeah. because you're if you if somebody thinks that they're gonna find everything on their checklist, they're again you, you might as well just start planning your own funeral because you're gonna be alone. <laughs> I hate to say it that way; it's pretty morbid. But I mean, there is no perfect person out here. We all come with baggage. We all have different personalities. Obviously, you just that right person will find you or you will find that right person. Either way it goes, you just have to be patient. That's what I learned. And I'll have patience. That part I'm not even worried about, but like, like in my, in my progression, like my professional life, like I don't have patience. I'm like, I want it now, 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 now. Like, <laughs> like let's get this, let's get that. I just, I want it. I want it now. Um, and, and I'm learning to slow down and actually, you know, take some steps, but it is hard for me to, cause when I see a goal, when I see something I want to push forward with, like, all gas, no breaks. <laughs> Let's go. So uh, that is something that I'm learning is patience, but it'll, it will find you in time. And I just, I love that perfectly, imperfectly perfect for each other. That is beautiful. And that, that is beautiful for sure. Thank you. Mika, what about you? I know you, you quiet over here. No, nah, I'm just, you know, t- <laughs> I like learning from people, but um, I mean, what was the question? <laughs> what was the question again? <laughs> oh gosh, you are cracking me up! You are cracking me up. So it wasn't, no. really wasn't a question. It's kind of like a way in, you know. It's just we're transitioning into, you know, obviously we're talking about happiness. We're talking about you know love and everything. Um, we're talking about how the things that you have gone through hasn't or may have um, changed your, your outlook on love? Um, so, yeah, well, like, so, you know, my greatest love was probably my mother. 
and she died like almost nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be nine years in May. So like, and I think just losing her, it made me, it made me focus. Cause I remember like the last few, last few weeks, like the last six weeks of her life. And that last conversation we had, she said, I asked her, I said, have you done everything you want to do in your life? And she told me, no. Mm-hmm. And she said, that's why I want you to be, a, just go live fearlessly. Just, this was her exact word. Just go live fearlessly. Don't care, you know, if your husband get mad, whoever, just do what you want to do. And that's just how I just been like, really the last nine years, just like, I just, I've all, I tell my, I, my friends laugh and I always say the rest of my life is going to be the best of my life. And that's just how I'm living right. You know, I don't let any limitations. The one thing you can tell me is I can't do something and I get, it makes me mad. Like I took my kids to Paris because I wanted to take them or I wanted to take them to Disney. But Disney in Florida was too much, but and it was cheaper for me to fly to Paris. So <laughs> that was my rationale to go to Paris. So I took them to Paris. But, I love it. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I'm here for it. <laughs> so I was just like, it's, I mean, it was like 8000 for if I wouldn't have went to Florida. But I was like, but if I fly to Paris, it's only five. I'm going to go to Paris. Shoot. That's the deal. <laughs> <laughs> But so just just basically, I'm just out here just the 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 things I've gone through because I've gone through a lot in my life. Things I've gone through is really making me more of a person. Like like we said in the beginning, live in the moment. Don't take anything for granted just because it can be gone tomorrow, you know. And um and make a way out of it. When they say it's no, but you still got lemons on the table, I'm gonna make a margarita. So I mean, it's it's still like I'm just gonna try to figure it out myself. That's just I'm just that type of I'm gonna try to figure it out person. I love it, and I, I wrote that down too. I'm gonna have to use that quote. That is that's beautiful. I love deep. Just the rest of my life is going to be the best of my life. That's what like, that's what I say all the time. I wrote that. My life is gonna yes. be the best of my life. I'm just not. I mean. Just to see, like, I mean, I'm black. And just to see, <laughs> like, you know how everything bad happens to black people, like diabetes, hypertension, blah, 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 blah. So, like, every year I go to the doctor, I'm like, hey, you got that? Check, <laughs> you know, like, because it, it ran in my family. If I don't have it, I'm like, I'm, I don't made it to 46. I don't have this, 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 this. I'm just like, I'm just trying to not dwell on anything that could have been or could be I'm just trying to what's right in front of me that's what I'm I'm focusing on right now I love it I love it that's a that's a smooth transition to like our second like topic of like deserving of love and this I really want to personally I really want to like dive into that getting away from thinking of just one type of relationship of, you know, feeling deserving of love in a romantic relationship. You, you, you got to have love in all of your relationships. Love is different in, in every way. Right. So 
when when you when somebody hears that, right? What do they immediately think of? A romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, here, here, right here on this podcast, we have love right here between the three of us. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, it's not it's not romantic. We all, you know, different different ways, but we still have love for each other. We have love and that support for each other, and we are deserving of that. But a lot of people don't even see themselves worthy of having friends, of having that support, of of having someone in their corner, whether it be because they're used to not having that or they're used to being let down. What say Mm. you, Nina? Mm. <laughs> it's the let down for me. That's what I can't. Say. You let me I'll down let, one I'll time. My I'll wall go up. Let down. I I think that it it could be a number of things uh, along with the let down. You know, just you neg- When I go back to negative experiences, those negative experiences can be traumatizing. You know, I go back to the trust thing. Trust has kind of been the theme for me this week on social media, like whether it was with men or with friends. You know, I you know how they say, keep your circle tight. I, I even try to tell my kids that, you know, I've got four teenagers in the house. I only have one little one little baby left, one little baby. So with my teens, you know, now they're into the social stage and I have to remind them, keep your circle tight. Don't trust everyone, but be compassionate, kind, and open to everyone. Meaning we let everybody in, but to a certain point, you've got to have your boundaries to protect yourself and to protect your mental health. But I think for me, it's it's always been an issue with trust, trusting women, and not trusting women who are going to take your men. That could be a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but Trusting women who backstab you, take from you. And again, it's not, you know, your your significant other that they're taking. It could be taking business ideas, things like that. Um, so that that's been challenging for me. And that 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 hits me hard to the core because I've had to recently deal with that in friendships and reassess close friendships, people that were in that tight circle and create even more boundaries, a bigger wall, if you will, and say, you have been pushed out the circle. This is the truth circle. When there is no truth, <laughs> you are out there. I can't, if I can't trust you, you're not in it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that let down, boy. I, whew. and I give, and I, and I, I don't test people, but I give it for me. It's just like, if I give you a minimal task, like, can you just go pick up some peanut butter? And you come back with jelly. It's just like, all I ask for some peanut butter. You know, just like, you like, it don't take much. Like, I, like so I, I have a real hard time of, oh, I don't say trusting people, but, being vulnerable with people. I do have a hard time with that because I don't want to be let down. Like, so I keep my wall up. I, you know, it's like, mm. and if you, you can check all the boxes and all this stuff, but I'm still sitting there like, mm, they gonna do something. 
Like my my wall is like they go do something, and I'm just gonna be like, oh, I was right all, you know, all this time. But yeah, it's yeah, it's it's hard to be for me. I don't know, just to be even with friends, you know, just to to to, to be truly vulnerable and just be like, you know, let anybody let people in like that. I agree. I feel like it's a double-edged sword. Um, so who um I definitely have conditioned myself um like you, Miko, to where my walls are up. Like I'm like just I'm listen, my security is better than the Vatican. You hear me? <laughs> my whole vault They're pretty tight. <laughs> like between shrek and the vatican i got layers you might get you in you, you might get into the little grassy area around <laughs> for a little bit we'll see how you do there and then you know we'll advance you as you come forward but what i am learning and focusing on right now is that the walls that you build to protect yourself are the same walls that are limiting you in hmm. experiencing life and love. You ultimately take a risk when, when you decide to let somebody in. You take a risk when you decide to be vulnerable but also there's a chance that it's going to turn out well for you. And it's a chance that you're taking away from yourself if you automatically say, nope, I'm not letting you in. So recently I actually, I had to learn that. So, it, and it's, oh, it's scary. It's so scary at times where it's like, and I'm not a crier. Okay, but like I found myself like all emotional, like no, I can't, I can't like <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> no, but then if you just take that first step, okay, it's not too bad. You dip dip your toe in the water. It's the, the come on in, the water's great. I'm not saying you gotta just jump run in there, take another step might get a little splash okay okay you can you can proceed with caution but don't take away your your opportunity for amazing things in your life by hiding behind the same walls that you built up to protect yourself if that makes sense and that's it's something i'm working on right now like <laughs> yeah, i'm a me all the way because there was there was definitely a time where everybody was shut out I would tell everybody I was good but everybody was shut out I would go to work I would come home I work out come back home that's it nobody else knew anything what was going on with me and that was fine I didn't let anybody in it was just me and then what's that did it feel lonely? In a way, yes. Um, but I was used to lonely. 
So mm. like I was used to being alone, you know, it, you know, I, I, you know, I have kids, I take care of my kids, but that part was like surviving. Like I was there for them. I was there, you know, in there with them, take, making sure that they have everything that they need. But as far as like me on a personal level, used to being lonely. So used to being alone, but now I'm like, okay, you know, it's not so bad to let a few people in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> it's, it's, and when I say a few, I mean a few, I'm still, I'm still locked down, but <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm making progress. And to be able, one of the best feelings in the world is to be able to sit in a space with somebody non-judgmental and they're just there for you they don't have to say a word they're just sitting there in that space with you letting you know that they're there and it was silent yet so powerful it was just great to be able to unleash what I had been harboring all by myself in this space where when they say they got you, they got you. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was scary. It's like, if, if I shed this tear in front of you right now, you go you gonna make fun of me. You're gonna judge me. You're gonna tell me that I'm just I'm 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 overreacting. I, I need to get over it. Or you know, you you'll act cool now, but then you'll go out and tell all of my business somewhere, you know. But if you get away from that thinking and you've observed how they've presented to you, it helps you take a step forward in letting that guard down or at least taking you know part of the part mm -hmm. of the, the wall down you taking know the wall down. taking a brick down peeking over mm -hmm. <laughs> seeing that it's not too too scary but it's I mean I agree with you wholeheartedly for sure because it's it it's rough it's rough but what I'm learning is that it is beneficial to to embrace it. You can embrace it with caution, but embrace it. <laughs> Cautiously optimistic. And you yeah. know, we're not we're not designed to to be alone in this world, whether that's like like you mentioned earlier in a romantic relationship, having a romantic companion or just, you know, a core group of friends, like your core circle. Mm -hmm. And I love everything that you're saying. And I'm always on the cusp. It's something that I'm always trying to manage. And okay, what's my teachable moment from this relationship this week? And okay, push that one back, bring that one in. Da, 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 da. But, you know, look at their moral compass, look at their integrity, look at how they, how they treat other people before you want to start opening up. And reciprocity, like just as you open up, your heart and soul and you, you know, have that vulnerable moment and cry. Right. And you're still a little worried in the back. Like, like you said, 
are they going to tell me to stop crying or make fun of me or go back and tell my business to people? But are they reciprocating? Is it a, is it a an equal relationship where they too are sharing their vulnerable moments and things that are going on in their life? Because I've had relationships where I've thought I was close with women. And, you know, I t- I, I'm normally an open book. You can just follow everything on social media. <laughs> but in the same respect, I realized that some of the girlfriends that I had that I thought were my core group weren't as open. And that's okay. I just knew where I kind of fit them in my circle group. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to be loving, compassionate, kind to you. And, you know, I'll, I'll go hang out with you, have drinks with you, party with you. But I'm also cautious not to be too open with you because it's not reciprocated. Oh, that so part. That's the, re- that's the relationship mm-hmm. box you're in. And can we normalize the fact that that's not being fake? No. No. It's not. That's, can we that's, normalize this? I mean, you know what I, I mean? Because I have you friends that. With this? Yeah. Yeah. Because I have friends that I, they can't go around. Like my brunch friends can't go around my club friends. They just. <laughs> It's just two types of, right. types of right. you, know? <laughs> you know, they can't, they can't mix, you know, <laughs> I, I that, that's not being fake. I mean, I'm both of those, but I can't mix them. You know, it's like all in, <laughs> you can't mix them. But you got that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Everybody equal. <laughs> yes. And at first, well, side note, I'm definitely I need to get down to the ATL so I can so I can have brunch with you because uh, <laughs> I know you look, look, I know I can just feel brunch be on on fire. Yeah, we, like we, we do some some cool brunch spots. We definitely see? do. <laughs> brunch is all day with you, Miko. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I did I'm go to a brunch a few weeks ago and came home at like six ish. Yeah. That's a brunch. <laughs> I love it. That is great. That is so great. But it's like you have you have people in your life where they're not necessarily allowed to have daily access to you. Mm. Just because you don't talk to somebody every day or you don't explain everything to them doesn't mean that you've fallen out with them or that you're being fake when you do say hello and when y'all talk it's boundaries it's 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 it is treating people accordingly and for your own mental space because if i were to treat everybody let's just say like the people that follow me and i follow them on social media if I were try, if I were to try and keep contact with everybody every day, I'm checking myself into an institution because there's just yeah. I like I, there's no there's no way I can I can do that effectively and properly care for myself. And a lot of a lot of people vent to me, so I have that also. I need to carve out like that mental space. So to have all of that is it's it's too much. <laughs> it's yeah. too much. So I 
what I feel like people need to understand is that just because somebody doesn't rock with you every day doesn't mean that they're not being fake with you. Mm. It's just who they are. Maybe that's what they can give you right then and there. And not everybody in your life is meant to rock with you every day or heavy, however you want to say it. They're, they're not meant to. And not everybody is meant to stay in your life forever. Yeah. There are seasonal people that we often hold on to for much longer than what we were supposed to. Maybe we were yeah. supposed to learn something. Maybe they were supposed to learn something, help you out in a season and then gone. But don't hold a grudge against somebody just because you no longer speak in or you don't speak as much as you would like to. And if it bothers you that much, hey, call them up. <laughs> Have that open, honest conversation with that person. Say, hey, what's good? Like, what are we good? What's what's the problem, you know? Or is there a problem? And obviously non-confrontational because you come, come at somebody the wrong way, you know, hey, what's the, what's the problem? You're probably gonna get a wrong, wrong answer. But normalize the fact that just because somebody doesn't, you know, rock with you the way that you are expecting them to doesn't mean that they're being fake. Maybe y'all just don't mix the way they're used to mixing with people or and this this might this might hit a few people. Maybe you are on a different path where if you do get into that crowd it's going to distract you from your purpose. Okay. And okay. also maybe y'all don't mix because the way your imagination thought you did. You know, because sometimes we think we are we, you know, just super tight with somebody and they can be like, nah, she all right. You know. Mm-hmm. She, she Not right. everybody's you know. best friend. Yeah, I think that's like something to remember. Not everybody's your best friend and can't expect to be liked by everyone. You are doing such a mental F up to yourself when you want to be liked by everyone. I'll I'll never forget this. My brother, he's in his mid forties now. I love him to death. But when he was in college in Miami, you know, Oh, these are all my best friends. You know, I remember that just that mm. kind of vibe. How he, always, these are all my best friends, and there's like fifty people in a room at a party in the dorms, and I'm just like, these are not your best friends. <laughs> Some of these mofo's don't care about you. If you were in jail, they wouldn't bail you out. If they needed to make a call for you, they wouldn't do it. If you were stuck in Mexico and you needed help, they wouldn't come get your butt. So, you know, I'm like, they are not your friends. They're acquaintances. And like you share, each person you have a different journey and chapter and relationship with. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Maybe they're your coffee buddy. Maybe they're your brunch buddy. Maybe Mm -hmm. they're your going out and staying out till 9 p.m. Because I'm a 9 p.m. kind of person. Or maybe, you know, there you're going out, friend, when, you know, it's till 2 a.m. All of a sudden you have more energy. Maybe they're your friend that, you know, helps you with your business and, you know, coming up with ideas and working on projects and things like that. Maybe they're your more intimate friend where you can share those deep happenings. So just everybody is different. And you just have to remember, 
not everybody's your best friend. One thing that bothers me is like, hey, sis, how you doing? Not everybody's your sis either. Not everybody's your girlfriend. No, stop calling people that. Stop calling people that because you're also doing a disservice to them because they're like, oh my God, she calls me sis. She calls me girlfriend. Like I'm her best friend. I'm going to start tagging her on all my stuff. Yeah. Definitely. This goes into a rabbit hole. It does. That's why I was just like, oh, when you said tag and stuff, listen, and I'm guilty. I'll be the first one. I'm guilty. When I see something funny and I'm like, oh, Miko gonna laugh at this. Let me, go ahead. Let me I'll be blowing her inbox up sometimes. I try, try to, I try to hold back sometimes, but I've been, and then a rabbit hole goes into a rabbit hole. Now I'm over here two hours later. She, <laughs> I didn't spend a whole like like you know 10 10 reels. Like you gotta see these. But (laughs) (laughs) TikToks, Lord help me. (laughs) That they say that's a new love language, sending reels and TikTok. That's a new love language. You know what? I I yes, I would agree with that. It's so funny. I opened up because so I actually took took a break from TikTok for a little bit. Um, didn't post anything, didn't get on there. I get back on there. I had like, oh, I had over a hundred messages just in my inbox on TikTok. And <laughs> it was like from a few like onesies, twosies, but then I had a couple of people that sent me, I kid you not, 30 messages a piece. So I'm like, oh, let me. <laughs> I was like, okay. You now love I have to say now I gotta set time aside to like go through this because that takes time (laughs) I'm looking at my watch like okay do I have time to like look at this if I don't look at this it's gonna keep adding up (laughs) oh I was like okay uh, we I got I gotta chill I gotta chill or check my messages more regularly either way I gotta figure something out so that's on my to-do list but I couldn't believe it I was like oh oof rough Mm -hmm. that's rough but also, people with social media, they create these, what is it, parasocial relationships with people. Like, in their mind, you are my friend. Like, in their mind. Like, so they feel like, so people who probably send you a lot of stuff, they were like, no, nah, this is my girl. <laughs> and you're like, mm, we're just TikTok friends. <laughs> you know, we just social media friends. You know, we're like, not saying you wouldn't be friends with them outside of social right. media, but sometimes people get attached to people that you really, this is just social media. It's all, it's, you, you got a minute, <laughs> you know, it's a, you just get a minute of my silliness, basically. Silliness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, you gotta have boundaries. You yeah. gotta have boundaries yeah. social media because. Yeah. One thing I would probably recommend to you if you're, you know, they're blowing up your inbox is set boundaries, you know, answer by a certain time, as many number of, you know, messages you can. And that's it. Because I used to be on the phone and this used to be a problem in my, in my marriage where, you know, it's 11 o'clock at night. I hear a ding and I'm like, oh, let me message them back because we live in a society where we want instant gratification on mm-hmm. social media. Oh, let me message her and tell her I need help. And you're like, oh, somebody needs help. 
hold on, let me write them back. And because they think, like Miko said, you are their best friend, they're expecting you to write back right away. You have this burden on you. You feel like there's an obligation for you to respond back. When in reality, you have to put the boundaries down with the people that follow you on social media, just like we do with our friends in the real world. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's funny you say like boundaries, because that's like each year, me and my kids, we create a word for the year. That's what we're going to, you know, live by or whatever. And mine was for myself was boundaries, setting boundaries and making people respect them. Mm. That was like my so my word for the year is just boundaries. That was an affirmation that you still on the right track with your back. Little <laughs> Yep. Thank I you. Love it. I needed a little affirmation. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Mm. But in uh, circling back, it's just, you know, when you when you give and you give and you give so much of yourself you have to stop and realize that you have to give back to yourself in order to continue to give (laughs) i mean you know it's like a bank account you can only withdraw so much before you end up in deficit and when you're in a deficit now you have to work harder to break even to be able to you know give again and and you can't even give when you break even. So now you have to work twice as hard. You have to give twice as much. So I urge people, and this is something that I'm learning for sure. I urge people to definitely live by the mantra of fill your cup first. And then when it's overflowing, you can give to others. And when you become- That's a tough this, one. It is, it is. But you when you're a mother to. like me, because I'm, oh. I'm like always like giving to my kids. And, and I remember around Christmas time, a friend of mine's called me. She's like, yeah, you know, I've been wanting to talk to you for a while. <laughs> she's like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you like? You know, just kind of. And that's like, well, my kids, this and this. she's like, I didn't say nothing about them. They OK, because you done gave them all you have. It's time to fill your cup up. Exactly. Exactly. And when you don't fill your cup up and you're not taking care of yourself, loving yourself first, take the Mm self-care, you become angry, bitter, resentful. Mm -hmm. You become a negative Nelly. You become someone nobody wants to be around because you got attitude. And that's because you're giving, 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 and you're not getting replenished yourself. And you're running, like you said, in a deficit. You got nothing. You are on worse than fumes. You're just depleted. Mm -hmm. And it shifts your mindset to that negative space. Yeah, definitely. We're late and it's a gas prices right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, hear me out. <laughs> Relating at gas prices. As we get older, it's harder and more expensive to fill your cup up when it's depleted. So before we used to rip and run, right? Ah, it's no problem. Burn a whole tank of gas. 
You know, I ain't nothing but $20 to fill it. We're good. We're good. Now you go into that pump. Now, unless you got a Tessie. <laughs> you, you looking at that thing like <laughs> you looking at that pump like whoo. And it's the same with your health. You know, as you get older, it is harder to maintain that energy. You have to work a little harder to to keep up and make sure that you're good. You can't just you can't just party all night and you're well I mean some people might be able to but it's a little rough but you know and you in your 40s and then get up and go to work at 6 a.m than it was when you were 20 you could have stayed out all night when you was 20 and then been at work and like nothing was wrong now you do that in your 40s you're gonna be lord lord <laughs> you can't get me through this it takes me about two days to recover <laughs> like I'm at the point in my life I can do day stuff or I can do night stuff but I can't do both right it, a, a nap I need a nap <laughs> if we're both. going out I need to I know, know what I time need, I need at least 30 minutes I need at least 30 <laughs> I need a nap if I don't have my nap I'm not going mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes oh beautiful all right. So we, I believe we talked about a whole, we, re, we definitely dove into these, these conversations and these topics of happiness. And I think so many gems were dropped in this, you know, in this, in this little bit of time that we've been here sharing this space with each other, but I would love to give an opportunity to you guys to shed just another little gem to leave leave our listeners with just like closing statement what would you if you were to only say one thing to wrap this up what would you tell our listeners Mika (laughs) um I think you said it Nina said it you know fill your cup up you know really just especially as a mother you know, we do so much for our, I know for me, I mean, it's, it took 2020 for me to be like, I have them kids. I'm just like, <laughs> not like that, but it took me, like, it took me, because I mean, if you look at my social media, we was going somewhere every weekend. We was doing something. And it, it took the, the world to slow down, for me to slow down, for me to realize. I need to fill my cup up. Mm. I need to set boundaries and make people respect those boundaries. And I realized once I did that, some people fell by the wayside. Because I set those boundaries and I made them respect it, they didn't like that. Oh, you've changed. No, I've always been this person. It's just that now you're not going to run over me no more. (laughs) So. But so yeah, but for yeah, really just take take stock in who you are, you know, because you only they say you only have 18 years with your kids or whatever. They're gonna be grown and gone, or they may come back home, but they still gonna have their own life. And I not have for me, I have to create my what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life, like rest of my life gonna be the best of my life. So what am I gonna do 
to make that happen. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) That was beautiful. Mm -hmm. I would say communicate. You have to speak up. Be your biggest Mm. advocate. You're setting boundaries. You have to tell people. Nobody's a mind reader. You got to tell them, like Miko's doing with did with her friend. These are my boundaries. Oh, you changed? No, I'm just speaking up now. I'm communicating and telling you what I need, what I'm no longer going to tolerate, and what I will tolerate. So I think just communicating what you want and what you need, and remembering that. You have to take care of yourself. And in taking care of yourself, you have to speak up for yourself. No one's going to speak up for you. And whether that's boundaries, whether that's I need more attention in my marriage, I want more love, I want more affection, I need you to give me space, I need you to support me, we have to speak clearly and open our mouths and learn how to communicate. And I think that's such a huge gap in all relationships, and even with ourselves. A lot of things that hold us back is opening our mouths and speaking up for it. And I just don't, I don't mean monetary. Like, I want to raise. I'm talking about speak up. Tell that person, no, that you will not gaslight me. No, you will not talk to me that way. This is what I need. It doesn't have to be combative, but there have to be real conversations happening. And I think many people will be surprised. I know I was when I started doing it, how just empowered you'll become when you do that. Mm-hmm. And people will say, you've changed. You didn't change. This is just the real you finally being shown. Mm-hmm. And they don't like the fact that uh, you you can't be run over anymore. That's it. They can't treat you how they were treating you because that was convenient for them. That's it. Absolutely. Well, ladies, it has been a pleasure. Where, Just in case, you know, our listeners are not following y'all yet. Where can we find y'all? What socials can we follow? I know I'm following both of y'all. Like I'm, I'm on all of y'all socials. <laughs> For me on all socials, I'm Miko, M-I-K-O-K-N-O-S, knows. Miko knows. As a teenager, had a huge crush on Bo Jackson. So, you know, he was Bo knows. I know I'm telling my age, so I'm Miko knows. So. Hey! Oh, she's his best friend, y'all. <laughs> I had a huge crush on him back in the day, so yeah. But So Miko knows on all social medias, Instagram, TikTok, um, Twitter. I don't do Facebook so much, but yeah. Nice. Love it. I'm going to follow you. I'm Real Talk with Nina Carr on Instagram and on Facebook. Definitely will follow you. Hey, awesome, awesome. Well, ladies, thank you so much. I definitely enjoyed this conversation. I hope y'all did too. I know our listeners definitely picked up some solid gems and I hope that they pick those up and just like pick them up and just keep running with them because I really think that this episode is going to help somebody out there. I just, I can feel it. I can feel it. And that makes me happy. That really, that, that just makes me smile. So oh, closing us out, y'all know what I always say. You can always get your money back, but you can never get your time back. And you chose to spend your time with me, with 
us. I'm so very grateful for your time and your energy. Go out there, be the change you want to see in life. Be the ripple in the pond. Y'all take care. And as always, stay blessed. Thanks. This was fun. Yay.